All right, we are back with another episode of Delete My Number. This has been a crazy, crazy week for the stock market, which me and Jackie are financial experts, and we've just been waiting. <laughs> we've just been waiting to really flex our financial knowledge on the world, and now um, it's it's now it's time to do it. So, so Jackie, take the floor. Talk about finance. <laughs> um, all I know about finance, honestly, is how to get free stuff on Instagram, how to how to finagle my way into getting free stuff. That's my financial uh, tip that I can give everybody. But other than that, um, <laughs> other than that, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I just know that um, it's like all over the news. And every time I scroll down and it says GameStop or Stocks or Robinhood, I just keep scrolling because it's just not my forte. Um, but you take the floor and you can I don't, explain everything. <laughs> I don't like, here's the thing. Like in high school, economics was a class that I just didn't, I don't understand money at all. I don't understand how stocks work. I <laughs> Why don't is understand your name e money though? Economy. If you don't understand money. I, I, that's, that's a great question. I need to change my name to E doesn't understand money or something. <laughs> e um, no money. <laughs> yeah. E, E, E loose change. That's what the, the rappers who dissed me back in the day used to call me E pocket change. <laughs> It still hurts. But basically what, what happened from, again, I'm not the guy to ask. We're not, you know, we're, we're dating experts that we're not financial experts, <laughs> but here, but still here's our, here's, here's what I think happened. What I know happened is like, basically the GameStop was about to almost go bankrupt or it, it wasn't looking good. So all the investors, like all the wall street investors in GameStop were about to short it. Now I don't know what it means to short a stock. <laughs> But everybody's saying that that's what they were doing. So maybe it means that they were about to just sell or whatever. So people on Reddit caught wind of like the Wall Street fuckers who were going to short GameStop and they wanted GameStop to stay alive. So then a bunch of people were like, hey, let's all buy stock in in GameStop and make it blow up. So a bunch of people bought stock and then almost overnight it, it increased by like a thousand percent or something. It went from, it went from like, like $20. Again, this is all probably false information, but it's around, it went from like $20 a share to like $300 a share. And then everybody all of a sudden is trying to get in on the action. So then you got wall street losing money. And then you have random day, random guys on Reddit, just getting rich off this shit. And then Robin hood, basically halts people from buying any more stock in game in GameStop because these Wall Street guys are like what the fuck we're supposed to be the winners of of the stock market not these idiots on run Robin Hood we're supposed to be taking their money we have the insider knowledge but it turns out the insider knowledge on Reddit was stronger than the insider knowledge on Wall Street so there's going to be a huge separation of of wealth that's pretty much all all I know, <laughs> but it's just well, I just I just Googled shorting a stock so that like we can understand because um, I don't know either shorting a stock means opening a position by borrowing shares that you don't own and then selling them to another investor. So that's oh. what it means to short a stock. So and and it's funny because Reddit is such such a good site for everything like I go on Reddit to get promo codes for like 
Uber Eats and Postmates. Like uh, people always like have codes on there. That's what I use Reddit for the most. But the fact that people were using Reddit to like get rich on stocks is genius. And oh, everyone man. in Wall Street is crying. And I think that's so funny. I love it. And these billionaires are like, this is bad for the, no, it's bad because yeah, like maybe you have to sell a yacht or maybe you won't be able to buy that yacht this year or you won't be able to buy a fucking island in the next two years now because a, a, a broke guy on the internet who does a shit ton of work ended up maybe making a hundred thousand dollars and which he could, you know, is providing for his family with, or maybe he's doing whatever he wants to do with the money. It doesn't matter. It's just like, it's cool to see the fucking, the little guys win. It's the, it's the underdog story of the year. It's so cool to see, um, you know, that, that being said, uh, I was on Robin hood, uh, I got in late to the game and then I tried to buy stock on in GameStop. And then I tried to buy stock in Dogecoin, which was one that was blowing up. But then Robinhood was like, what are you doing? You need money in your account in order to do it. And I was like, oh, I just thought the money appeared. Or I, I just thought you took it out of my check. Isn't that your job? Like, I'll give you my credit card number. And they're like, no, you got to with put money in your account so i'm like okay i'll do that but now they're saying that the funds won't be available until february 4th which is like oh i see what you're trying to do here they could easily make the funds available asap but they just want me to not invest right away and they, they want me to they want people to not use robin hood right now because people are making money off of it and it's not it's it's a business they're supposed to be taking your money not giving your money giving you money and right. it, and so um, it's just, it's just wild what's happening. And that's pretty much the extent of, I think what we could talk about. Well, <laughs> we all, all I know is I like, I I'm going to stick to making money on TikTok and not in stocks because right. I don't know anything about that world. So totally. I, well, my dad, my dad's a big stock guy. So he tries to teach me every now and then, and he's actually helped me invest some money in some stocks. I couldn't even tell you which stocks I'm invested in. Cause I, I just don't know. I have an account somewhere with a password and I never check it. So I don't even know how it's doing. I don't know if my stocks go up or down, which is kind of reminding me now that after we do this podcast, I should check and see if I'm rich or poor. Cause I'm not really <laughs> sure at this moment. So, <laughs> you know, and it's fun. And, and I have a lot of friends over the last, like, it's so weird over the last, since Robin hood, or since, you know, a lot of people have been spending time on screens in the last two years, like all of my friends are like stockbrokers now. And they're just like, <laughs> all they're doing is like listening to pot, like finance, finance podcast, talking to each other about stocks. I'm like, when did this happen? You know, like, I don't have anything to contribute to any of these stock. I just don't understand what one of my friends described it to me as like, dude, all it is, is gambling. It's having a yeah. casino in your pocket. And I'm like, okay, well, um, I blew my grandpa's inheritance at a fucking casino in, in blackjack. <laughs> So the moment I hear Did gambling, actually? oh, a hundred percent. My grandpa gave me $5,000. I got $5,000 after he passed away. And instead of doing anything productive with it, I just went to the goddamn casino, got addicted to blackjack. So anytime I hear anything that re <laughs> closely resembles, I just, it just reminds me of having my grandpa turning in his grave because I just wasted his precious money, Ouch. you know, that so. hurts. That hurts my heart to hear that, that, that <laughs> but it's, I know how I like, I don't get addicted to gambling personally, only because I've always been, um, 
fiscally responsible like my whole life i've just always been like i i, I want to save here and save there um but i can understand why it's addicting because when mm. i do go to casinos um whether i'm with my friends or my boyfriend or whoever whoever i'm with like i'm always with someone who is more into gambling than me and i end up sitting and watching them and oh then my god i get into it with them i'm like yeah put more put another you're yeah. you know what you're the worst type of person because you're not losing <laughs> any of your money. You have no, and then you're encouraging other people. I take to, other people's money is what I do. I'm like, I'll just give puppy dog eyes and then I get a $5 bill and it's, he's like, go play. But oh, um, no, I usually, I usually do know when to stop. Like at, as soon as as soon as you win something pretty good, you should always stop. And I'm a very big, um, uh, what's the word advocate of that? Like when you win something good, if you double your money, just like go, just get out of there. Yeah. You've already won. You don't need to put that back on the table. Right. It's going to be gone. That's how casinos work. They right. hype you up and then they strip you down and take off all your clothes and jewelry and you are naked and homeless. So don't <sighs> do it. Guys. Oh don't my God. I think the saddest place to be in the world is a casino at like 3 AM in like a yeah. shitty, not like a fun casino where people are like visiting, like, yeah, I'll drop 300, like, like casinos in really rule, like in like central <laughs> California or like in, in like Roner park up in Northern California, where you got people who took an hour bus just to like blow, uh, just to blow money and ruin their marriage because they thought they were going to win a lot of money in blackjack. But your mentality of knowing when to back out, if everybody had that mentality, casinos wouldn't even exist. The I reason know, casinos exist is because <laughs> nobody knows when to stop before it's too late. Before It's because people drink. It's because they go around giving people free alcohol. Mm. And, and when you have alcohol, you lose your inhibitions and you make dumb decisions and you think you're Superman and you just keep going. Whereas if you kind of watch the alcohol, you will you won't sit there for hours like you'll, right. you'll be sober and you'll be like oh I just doubled my money like I'm gonna go now but you just keep drinking and they make it look like it's free but it's like really watered down alcohol oh my god people. right a vodka red big tip yeah. yeah yeah and then you gotta tip them too and then they give you like like the servers at casinos they give you dirty looks if you don't tip them yeah. like or even if you just tip them one dollar they're like oh really that's all you're gonna do you just got a free drink it's like yeah yeah you fucking asked me if i wanted yeah because I, I spent all my money on the freaking gambling table you want me to yeah. now give you a big tip like i'm i'm over here losing all my money that's <laughs> and another thing Man. is the, these casino waitresses too they're always like so hot and they have to wear like this most scantily clad outfits so from a male's perspective what are the two biggest the, the two biggest things in life that like change your uh perception and just make you make bad decisions one is hot women and two <laughs> is alcohol so you take right. a hot woman and alcohol you're th that those two equal bad decisions you're just <laughs> gonna right. do out of character shit like gamble all your money away so casino just gambling in general is stupid gambling on sports also like I have a fan. I have family members who have had to, who have lost a lot. And he's probably listening to this right now. I'm talking, <laughs> you know who I'm talking to stop gambling on sports, dude. You're better than that. You know, you don't want to have to fucking ask your parents for more money and bail you out again. You're over 30 years old. Stop doing it. 
you know? Yeah, it's kind of like playing the lottery, although with the lottery, it's like a dollar or two dollars here and there. But there's people that play the lottery every single day. So imagine like in a year, if you play every day and you're doing like the two dollar, that's like 365 times two. That's a lot of money that you're spending. It's not that much if you make a good amount, but it's still a lot of money for and the chances of you winning are like, I mean, you, you'd get struck by lightning before you won the lottery. Right. Um, and for me, the only time I decide to buy a lottery ticket, it might happen like two or three times a year where I feel really lucky today or like I feel really good today something happened to me that just made me think I need to go it obviously never worked out yet mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but that I just people that buy them every day I'm like is that really what you're gonna spend your money on like uh, I, I just don't understand yeah or people who put all their money um like say they get a good job and they put all their money into the stock market I'm like uh there's got to be like have you ever heard of weekend trips have you heard of uh you know, putting money into, I mean, I, I don't know. Like the thing is like me and you were different. We're, we're passionate about like, we, we have these dreams that we're trying to, we, we would rather invest money in ourselves. Like I would rather invest money in making e-money blow up. You would rather, you know, do the whole Jackie Hollywood thing. And um, a lot of people don't, they, they like make a lot of money and they don't know like, what to do mm -hmm. with it so they would just they just gamble it away I don't know but something I wanted to talk about is sobriety because that's been a big thing in my life over the last week I'm I'm entering my sober journey I'm six days in right now and um it's it feels like I'm, I feel euphoric and it feels amazing there's there's ups and downs though which I kind of wanted to have a discussion about I want to know from you are you because I, I know we've talked about this last time we hung out you know, we were in West Hollywood and you were touching guys abs and you were just uh, <laughs> you, were, you were really Jackie Hollywood that night um, and uh, you were Jackie West Hollywood. And now what's your drinking situation? Do you, do you drink a lot? Do you not drink at all? Oh man, the last time I had a drink was uh I think on New Year's when I wow. popped when I popped some champagne or had I I had more than champagne. I had a few drinks, but um yeah, I used to drink quite a lot. I I the older I the older I got, the more my hangovers would just get to the point where I couldn't do anything for the next 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And now I I value my time and there's so many things that I want to do with my day. And um there's so many things that I need to accomplish now that right. I'm adulting and I'm not just like living at home doing nothing. Mm -hmm. It was easy to drink when I was doing that. But now that I'm on my own and I have all these things and these plans, like alcohol just kind of interferes with that. Now, if mm. I didn't get hangovers at all, there's some people out there who are lucky who just don't really get that horrible hangover feeling. Uh, maybe I would be drinking here and there, but mm. I just, it, it just prevents me from that. And now smoking is just so much more pleasant to me. Mm. And that's now that I'm doing that every day, which is like kind of turning into a bad habit. But, uh, and I mean, I don't mean cigarettes, obviously I mean weed, um, but it's, yeah, that's the only thing that I really do is, um, right. is weed. I don't, there's nothing else really that I want to put in my body. Alcohol is just not very good for you. Is it? Oh and it's yeah. Just like it's, and it's just so weird how, um, all these drugs, I mean, you got acid and mushrooms, which, you know, I was watching fear and loathing in Las Vegas last night. If you haven't seen that movie, holy shit, <laughs> that movie alone is a, is a drug trip. Like, yeah. um, but I'm like, you know, you, you have this whole culture of people who think that people who are on acid are trying to overthrow the government. Really, it's just people <laughs> staring at a tree. We're not trying to 
think about the government at all. It's conspiracy against the government. That's you crazy. have all these all these illegal drugs, but then you have alcohol, which not only is legal, but every time you're watching a football game or watching TV, what are the advertisements? They're selling, they're pushing ad- alcohol down your throats. You're a six-year-old kid watching a show with your parents, and then the, the advertisements are, you know, a beer, which make a beer look so taste way better than it actually does. I mean, beer, you know, it takes a long time to actually enjoy the taste of a beer, but, um, and it's, it's just weird that alcohol and then alcohol, as opposed to weed, alcohol is the drug that rips families apart. It makes people do really questionable things. I mean, I've seen people turn into monsters on alcohol, wake up the next day, mm-hmm. not remember anything that they did. Meanwhile, you know, nobody who, who they hung out with the night before ever wanted anything to do with them that you, it's just, it's, it's gotta be one of the worst. I mean, it's fun as hell, you know, but it's gotta be out of all the drugs I've done thinking about the damage. I think alcohol might be one of the most damaging drugs and it's the most legal and the most accessible. Isn't that weird? It, yeah. I mean, but it, it's kind of almost like why, why is the most damaging one, the one that's legal? Ooh. Why aren't mushrooms legal when they, when, when all they do is actually help people with medical issues. I actually told you a, a few episodes ago that I was going to tell you a story of why I had to do mushrooms for a medical <laughs> reason. And I, I never got to it. Um, long story short, just to, to kind of put out there why I'm, I'm an advocate of mushrooms and acid. Um, I never did it for fun. I never did it for, to get high or to have a trip. That wasn't my intention. I was uh, dealing with um, a condition called cluster headaches. Now that it's, it's wow. kind of not known very well. Um, they're also, if you look it up on, on Google, they're also called suicide headaches because a lot of people that it's, it's not a curable thing. A lot of people that get it just end up committing suicide because it's um, the most painful thing in the world. Mm. Women that have had children say that childbirth is nothing compared to the pain that you feel when you get these. What? And I, I'm the lucky one who's been like given this, this treat in life. And so um, there's nothing to cure it. And, and doctors don't really know why it happens. It's there, there's not enough research on it. Um, the fact that they're even called headaches is, is crazy. Like, cause you can't it's, compare it's them. Not, to- it's not a headache. It's like, it, it actually feels like, um, if you took an ice pick, like, like actually like an ice pick, right. And you took a hammer and you put the ice pick right in front of your eye and you just what? put it in at, and it for like 45 minutes to an hour every day. Like it's that bad. It's, it's like you, you want to bang your head against the wall. It's so bad. So, so um, it's, so it's kind of like, it's, it's like when I watch a 16 year old dancing on TikTok. it's kind of like that type of headache. It gives me exactly how I want to just the same thing. Okay. So I know exactly what you're going through because I happen to watch (laughs) young people dance, making millions of dollars for being completely talentless on TikTok. So I get close. No, but that's insane though. So how do you fucking cope with this? So basically like, uh, one of the, one of the, not symptoms, but one of the re like things about cluster headaches is that people usually get them at the, around the same time every year. Um, if there there's episodic and there's chronic, so chronic means you just have it like every day, all the time. And that those are usually the people that just end their lives. Cause they can't like, li- they can't go to work or like function. And then there's episodic, which was what I was dealing with, which was usually every fall. So around like October, November, it would last for, um, anywhere from like two weeks to a month every day, like m- multiple times a day, I couldn't go to work and stuff like that when it was happening. Um, and I was doing a lot of research cause I was like, 
like, I can't live like this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. And this, all the research that I found basically said mushrooms and LSD psilocybin, which is like the component that mushroom that makes you trip what? can, can not for everyone can temporarily or permanently cure cluster headaches. And there's all wow. this research, but because it's not legal, doctors aren't going to tell you, I'm not going to go to the doctor's office and hear, yeah, you should definitely have some LSD. Here's a prescription. Like right. that's not how it works in this country, Holy unfortunately. Shit. So I was terrified and I decided, you know what, this is my last straw. Like I've tried everything else. I've tried every what? medicine. I was on an oxygen tank that because oxygen helps a little bit. I was on an oxygen tank for, for weeks at a time. Um, couldn't leave my bed. I mean, it was it's debilitating. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to do mushrooms. I was so scared. I ended up doing them. The first time was about, uh, I, I think like 2017 or so. Um, I, I took them. I had a horrible trip. It was <sighs> I hated it. It was awful. Uh, but, the, but literally the next day, I didn't have a headache for an entire year. For a whole what? year. So then, so then what, what I was, I mean, I, I can't explain to you the feeling that that gave me. I was Shut like, Shut up. Really? And so every year, so every year since then, whenever I feel like it's coming on, cause I, I get like this shadow where I almost feel like it's going to happen soon. Um, I get like a warning sign basically a few days before it happens. It's hard to explain, but I know. And so I'll take it right away. And so, um, one time, the mushrooms kind of stopped working for me. And so I ended up doing acid and I was so scared. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to draw. Like, you know, you know me well, and I'm not the kind of person to just like drop acid. I'm, I'm really like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. I'm not like that person. So I, I did it anyway. And so every single time so far it's helped. And um, last year in 2020 was actually the first year that I didn't get any at all and didn't what have to do anything for, for like, since I was like 16. Okay, you know what? Our new sponsor for this podcast is going to be Acid or LSD Dealers. <laughs> uh, mush let us know because you just gave the best commercial I've ever heard for for psychedelics. I already love psychedelics. Now I'm completely sold. I'm gonna. I want to drop ass. Like that is amazing. But also, how did you get this info? You you did research. You like you you found like the, you just found this on the internet. Like how did you? How did yeah, you get I, I found it online, but I, so I, you know, there's obviously research done by actual, um, you know, places. I, I'm, I don't want to say like Harvard, but basically places like that who research science, right. They are allowed, they get funds to research these kinds of drugs, even though they're not legal to give out, they still do research. There's some people, some, some school, some universities, um, some scientists that do research all around the world and everything like when you Google cluster headaches, like help, I'm going to die. What do I do? You'll see a lot of these articles saying LSD mushrooms, LSD mushrooms. And it's, I just dove into wow. it, did a lot of research. I'm also on a Facebook group called um, cluster heads. That's what like we're called cluster heads and people in the group were talking about it. And I was chatting to them saying like, how much do you take? What do you do? You know, we're like discussing it. And um, I would say a good majority of people say it works. There's some people that like they do it and it doesn't work and that, you know, it's really unfortunate, but I would say a majority of the time it does work. And um, I, I'm just, I don't like the feeling of hallucinating. I, I, I don't want to ever do them again. It's not my thing, but it, it saved my life. I will always say that mushrooms and acid saved my freaking life. Like, like it did. Cause wow. I don't know how long I'd be able to deal with it. 
Like I, I don't, oh, I'm a strong person, my. right? I'm a happy person. I'm a strong person. So I just kept pushing on and, and kept thinking like, it's, I'll find a cure. I'll find a way. I'll find a way. And I, it just, yeah, it saved my life. So I'm it's all, whenever so, someone talks about it, I'm like, you know what? I mean, it, it's a medicine. And it's so insane how the internet, we talk shit about the internet, but that's an amazing, without the internet and people sharing their stories, there, there's no way that you would have known no. hard psychedelics would have been the cure to the biggest pain and the biggest conflict in your, the biggest health conflict that you've ever had and hopefully ever will have in your life. Cause that sounds terrible. But think about if you didn't, do this research and you just went to a doctor like what like what society tells us to do oh you have a chronic headache just go to the doctor the doctor was, would probably prescribe you a bunch of shit that maybe you would get addicted to that wouldn't work and you would have to probably pay a lot of money and go broke buying meanwhile you're getting i mean invaluable information on the internet so like the moral of the story is only trust doctors so much but trust your instinct <laughs> a little bit more i mean and, honestly and do your research on the internet because there are people on the internet who probably know more about certain issues than your doctor who yeah he might have graduated from harvard but the dude's making four hundred thousand dollars a year you know to, to give <laughs> i mean it's, it's, it's so insane. I'm, I'm really happy for you. you know, yeah. And like you said, I did go to doctors and the, they prescribed me with, um, uh, steroids because steroids do some certain kind of steroids do something to help. So what, but what happens is like steroids are really bad for you. Right. So they give you uh, a pack of steroids for like a 10 days and they're like, okay, start with this many and then go down, 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 down until you run out. And so when I did the steroids, it actually helped, like it stopped them from coming. But then as soon as I finished my my set of steroids that they gave me, it was right back. And I'm like, I can't just be on steroids for the rest of my life. That will ruin my kidney, my liver, my stomach. Like, totally. no, thank you. And all I did was, and when you say, look on the internet, obviously make sure the sources are, <laughs> yeah. are valid. Don't, yeah. don't go to like Reddit and just listen to like right. Joe Schmo from Illinois. But like, if you if you make sure the sources are, are from actual studies and universities um, and totally. scientists, like that is so valid. And I, yeah, I just, whenever someone asks me my, my feelings about those drugs and I put those, the word drugs in quotation marks, because it's like, I don't know. I just don't, don't really see them as, as drugs, like cocaine or heroin. Like that's different. And I always just say, Look, it's not my cup of tea and I don't really do it for fun, but it, they saved my life. So they, I'm, I'm all about them. Like they are, they get an A plus in my book, a two thumbs up. That's, That's so just, you're the, you're the only person I know who like does mushrooms because they have to do mushrooms. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, that's why when, when we brought it up a few episodes ago, I was like, oh my gosh, oh I, my I have God. a story because it's, it's kind of almost unbelievable and it, and it's, and it's weird. And trust me when it worked, I was just as shocked as you are listening to it. Cause it was happening to me. And I was like, this is never going to go away. Um, and it did. I actually, uh, uh, two years ago, I was, I was dealing with these cluster headaches again. And, um, I was, I, I've just, I just had enough. Cause like the, the acid didn't work the first time I had to do it. I had to do something twice this time. Right. So it didn't work the first time. And I ended up posting a YouTube video where I'm crying. Wow. It's, like, it's so vulnerable and I'm, exp and I'm going through it. Oh. And I talked about how I'm feeling and I thought, you know what, I'm going to post this video because what if like it comes across the right hands and there's a researcher out there who just mm. has even more information or I can help someone else. And it took me 
so much to post it because I'm literally a mess in the video. I am sobbing for like to 10 minutes in a or however long it is. And I never wow. deleted it. It's still up there because wow. every single day I get comments saying, thank you for posting this. You make wow. me feel like I'm not alone. I thought I was alone in this world. I'm on my wits end. And, and I watched this and now I feel like I feel better because I'm not alone. And now I get comments daily. So I just leave the video up there. It's quite embarrassing. Like it's very vulnerable, um, but it's there. It's on my, it's on my YouTube. If anyone wants to watch it and really like feel how I feel, it might make you cry. I've heard, I've heard people say that they've cried watching it. Crying's um, good. YouTube.com slash Jackie Hollywood. You'll find it. You'll find it there somewhere. From a <laughs> this ago, this but... whole thing was just, just, just a way for you to plug your YouTube. <laughs> I know. Right. But honestly, no. it's like, it's hard to explain what, what that, uh, sort of, I don't want to call it a disease. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what word to use to with it. It's a, it's a condition. Yeah. It's a condition. It's hard to explain unless you are, are experiencing it. But, um, I, I've come out on top, knock on wood. I haven't had it since 2019. I am just praying and hoping it just has left my life. And, yeah. and I am my, my, I was actually, so I was in San Diego this weekend. Right. And my friend is really into psychedelics. She's a hundred percent about it. She's very spiritual. Mm -hmm. And she started talking to me about my cluster headaches. And she said, she's like, I don't know if you believe in reincarnation, which I, hmm, I kind of don't, but whatever. I I'm all about listening and exploring. And she said, I believe in it. And I think that the reason you have your cluster headaches is because in your past life, maybe you were a woman who got like, you know, shot through the eyeball or like something happened to you to, to your other person. And now you're experiencing this. And she was really spiritual about it. And I was like, Whoa, what if that's actually real? I don't know. I don't know. No, you know I about it. It's, it's just crazy. Cause like this week, we saw, you know, r random everyday people on Reddit take money out of take money from billionaires and outsmart billionaires on Wall Street who were scamming like the little man the in their entire lives. We saw that happen. And now I just found out that taking mushroom and acid can taking mushrooms and acid can cure major health problems. I think the world is going in the right direction. There's a lot of bad shit happening that they feed you on the news. But I just found out that taking mushrooms once a year is is the most beneficial thing that you did I i'm excited about life right now <laughs> this is really great this is uh this is crazy i mean i mean yeah when i take acid all i do is just like look at a tree and hug my friends and then the next day i come out like with a new appreciation like ever since i took acid uh and every time i look at a tree i appreciate the tree a little bit more and i appreciate my surroundings you know it's so many times we just go through the motions of life and we don't have our heads up we don't look at the mountains we don't look at the squirrels we don't pay attention to the like all the the beauties that god i don't mean to preach god and get too religious but the, <laughs> the beauties okay kanye <laughs> <laughs> the beauties about life like so we 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 on a daily basis, we neglect those. And all mm -hmm. psychedelics do is just remind you the beauty around you and they also cure headaches. So, right. Honestly. Yeah. So it, we, you know, I guess we both like it for different reasons. And I, I just, if, if someone's out there listening, who's never tried psychedelics, well, all I can say is first of all, 
make sure that you're in the right environment with the right people. Cause that's what I didn't do. I was in the absolute wrong environment because I did it for medical reasons. I wasn't trying to like experience life and look at trees. I was actually in my bedroom in my parents' house and they knew I was doing it cause I was wow. doing it for my head, but it was, <laughs> you it were was in the right environment. <laughs> Yeah, man. No, I, every time I did mushrooms or acid, I was like literally in my bedroom with the door closed, like with my family, oh. like in the other in the other room. Like, were yeah, they so, like were, were they like bringing you food and like checking yeah, on you? Yeah, they were. But and like I told my mom, I said, "Mom, like don't don't come and talk to me unnecessarily because it'll freak me out. But just like bring me water every now and then, and like you can you can like slice up an apple and bring it in once. I don't know. I just it was it was not the right environment to be there because I felt really weird. And now now I'm that I'm thinking about it. I'm like, maybe I should try doing it again for, for spiritual fun oh. reasons and like go outside and yes. enjoy it like everyone else. Cause I haven't had that a good experience with it. Like oh yeah. Before. Just be, be around loved ones and just like go on a hike, do whatever. Um, but that's how you know that your headaches were insanely bad because you decide you made the decision to yeah. do acid at your parents' house in your bedroom alone. <laughs> I can't think. I can't, think, <laughs> I can't think of a worse place to do acid. Maybe Coachella. I think Coachella would be <laughs> a terrible place or going, doing, doing acid and going into Walmart would probably just make oh me want to my kill God. myself. But yeah, honestly, uh, so it, it, I, I didn't really do it in the right environment only because I was do, obviously doing it for a different reason. And I was scared. And I was like, I told my mom that I needed to do this for, for my head. And I've done research. I showed her articles too about it. And she's in the medical field and she mm. was reading them like thinking, wow, you know, if that's really going to work for you, like, you know, I'm all for it. And my mom and my dad, they're, they're absolutely not hippies. They're, they're, you know, they're from, an, they're from Russia. Like they, the last thing that they would ever think about is their daughter dropping acid. Like that's not <laughs> something that they are, are advocates for, but right. because I, educated them they were like supportive of it and uh, my mom said if you're gonna do it like I'll support you and but please do it here so I can make sure you're okay because she was just worried that like I wouldn't be okay and I was like okay I get it um but then I ended up doing it at home every time after that too because I, I was scared I don't know why well, the cool scared. thing the cool thing about those drugs is that they're not they're self-limiting they're not addicting they're like the least addictive drug. Right, you course. will never ever have the urge to take acid right. you just kind of decide to do it one day with your friends right. you never and you need crave a whole it. day a to whole do, like, day you need the last time i took it i it was 15 hours of insanity okay and i in my room i was in my bed for 15 hours like that's just what i was doing the whole time it was just thinking about it gives me anxiety, honestly, because it was just so bad, but it, it worked and it helped me. So then I go back and think, okay, it wasn't that bad because even though it was in the moment, it was like worth it for my life. Right. So, it's just, and it's, yeah. it's, it's so much better for so many reasons. It's great. But like the shit that a doctor normally gives their patients are addictive drugs. I know people who have become addicted to, to painkillers yeah. because yeah. they, their doctor prescribed them way too many drugs. It was just the most irresponsible thing ever. They had a bunch of left the bunch of pills left over after their like injury was cured. What did they do? They continued to pop them and then they started to buy them off the streets. Like in San Francisco state, I, I had back pain. Uh, so I went to the SF state little like health center and they gave me 
like 80 pills of Vicodin. I only needed three of them. So I had wow. 77 pills. That's, <laughs> that's the type of pill. Like I know people who started with Vicodin and, and then wound up on heroin on Skid yep. Row. You know, that's that's a really big problem. So I that's you know, that's crazy that they gave you that. Well, back then it was a little different nowadays. Um, I have a lot of family in the medical field, so I'm kind of always aware of what's going on in, in the medical industry. And mm -hmm. nowadays it's extremely hard to get prescribed Vicodin or Norco do, uh, or any, right. anything like that. Oxy doctors are because um, a lot of doctors that's have gotten in trouble or, or sued and for. So it's it's actually really hard now. Um, I, I actually have some here at home. I don't do them for fun ever. I have them in case I have like, a, cause I get really weird things happen to me sometimes where right. like my back will just go out and I can't get up. And then, so I save them for, for a rainy day. And I'm always like, oh man, I, I have like five left. I hope I don't run out cause I'll never get them again. So I save them when I'm in a lot of pain. Um, but it's, it is sad because that's a gateway drug for heroin. That is actually, it's an opioid and that's what heroin is. And it's, mm -hmm. you get the same feeling but like more not I'm not speaking from experience because I've never done heroin but yeah. um if I if I was to ever like I'm not going to ever but if I was to ever get addicted to a drug it would probably be heroin only because like <laughs> those pills do actually feel good when you take oh. them like it, it sucks it's, that they do, but they, they relax no. your muscles. Oh, like you just feel good. <laughs> your muscles. And then that comes with re relaxing your stress, you know, um, relaxing your mental stress. And like, just, you, you don't think about anything like the shit you that you were worried about. So careful. Yeah. So, well, so, so careful. I was, I was, um, you know, cause it's kind of as a dating, but actually it's not a dating. We just talk about whatever. It's a fucking podcast. Like a lot of people are like, <laughs> a lot of people are like, you need to make it more of a niche thing. It's like, you know, we'll talk about what we want to talk about and you can yeah. listen, or not listen. And, you know, this is just delete there. my number if you don't like it. Exactly. I mean, um, but last night I was on a Bumble date with a girl who's sober, who's been sober for a year and a half. And that was really cool because me trying to get sober, it's like, you know, because um, it's so hard to go on a first date with no alcohol involved. Like, holy shit. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's, frightening. it's a bit awkward. I can tell. Yeah. So so last night was my first date, I think, ever. <laughs> where there was no alcohol wow. involved where I didn't even because even dates where I wasn't drinking with the girl I would pound two white claws before just to like relieve the stress <laughs> and my anxiety wow. but this I just went in uh went in free and we it was great like she talked to me for an hour about how this girl was on heroin for 14 years straight oh like my god like and she said seven percent of people who get addicted to heroin don't make it out on the other side wait they, how old is she now he's 29 so ever since she was 15 years old Shut she was up. doing heroin like the entire time oh she has the craziest stories and she said like the feeling that you get when you're on heroin she says she's been sober for a year and a half and she's thriving she's loving life she's got a good group of friends but she still craves it every single day because there's no feeling in the world oh it's that's really really crazy that she was so young and and it, it is true. The percentage of people that relapse, it's, it's so high. I hope, I wish her the absolute best and I hope she doesn't. Um, but the, the percentage oh. of people who do relapse is, uh. is oh, I think it's, it's definitely more than 50%. It's, and those it's really the, high. And those are the people who die when they've been clean for, it's the saddest thing ever. Cause they've been clean for a year. Everybody's cheering them on. And then one, just this one night, they decide mm -hmm. to relapse. They just lapse of judgment. And then they take the same dosages that they were taking when they were using constantly. Mm -hmm. And then they're, uh, and then they die. They overdose and die. I lost a friend uh, a year ago, 
Alexis from Are You wow. the One? Like, oh, right. And, and, and it was like she was she had been sober for three months. We had texted the day before about how how she's like, I feel so much better that I'm sober. Like I am less fun to be around. I from heroin you know, or sober from like other sober stuff? from sober from everything. But like she she was using heroin. She was kind of like, I think, using anything she can get her hands on, unfortunately. Right. But but heroin was one of the main ones she was on. And um, she was like the day before we were texting and she was like, I do crave it from time to time. But overall, I'm like so happy. And I was telling her how happy I was for her. And then that night she used and, and passed away. And then the next morning I get a text from TMZ, like, call me right away. It's about Alexis Eddie. We need a quote from you. And I was like, oh God, did she, she must've gotten trouble. She must've gotten a fight right. at a redneck mm -hmm. bar, fucking Alexis. And then find out that she passed away. So like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, once you decide to go clean, there's no, if you, if you, if you relapse, <sighs> scary that that yeah. made that like hurts me to hear too because mm -hmm. like the girl that you were just talking about that you went on a date with if she started at 15 that is your your brain is still developing like right. when you're when you're I mean I, look don't quote me on that I don't know when your brain stops developing I don't think your brain ever stops developing right but when you're when you're a teenager or when you're younger than that and like it's still really in its prime and if you start messing with it with drugs or alcohol like you're not ever going to to be be the same you're not right. so so i just i hope she i hope she stays strong like i really mm -hmm. do it's it's such a she sad will. thing to hear yeah. and um maybe yeah. maybe you're what maybe you're the light of for her life that she needs to remain <laughs> sober but yeah and it's cool well another cool thing about going on sober dates um when you're sober and they're sober is like you, you your logic is there logic is kind of thrown out the window like like i've said this before being drunk and being horny that's a deadly combination because you just do <laughs> things that you're gonna regret in the morning no matter what so like with this girl last night we were hanging out and then we started you know making out and things kind of started getting hot and heavy drunk me would have been like i'm closing the deal and i'm gonna try to have sex with this girl sober me was like it's a bad idea to have sex with a girl that I just met two hours ago. I know it's not <laughs> going to end well. I, I I always regret it in the past. So what's, what, what makes this different? I'm not going to do it. So we just didn't have sex. I woke up feeling great. I met a cool girl. I had a great, I mean, I, like who, who is this person? To, I never I thought that it. these words would come out of my mouth, you know? So right now I'm good. And this sober, and then here's another thing. Cause we talk about TikTok. So I posted on TikTok yesterday. I don't know if you saw it, but I'm kind of going viral, not on the Jackie Hollywood level, but I got like, <gasps> are you? I yeah, didn't I, see. I got like 150,000. I got 3,000 comments on this video I did overnight. And it was a video talking about my sobriety. I'm like, hey guys, I'm 10 days sober, which was an exaggeration of the truth. I'm actually six days sober, but I, whatever. <laughs> uh, 10 days just sounds better. Um, so I was like, 10 days sober. You know, the good news is I feel better. The bad news is I have no friends because every single relationship I cultivated over the last 15 years revolved around alcohol. And I genuinely forgot how to socialize when there wasn't alcohol involved, which I thought about, I'm like, you know, I mean like business and, you know, workplace relationships. Yeah. I could do the banter, but like hanging out with people after 7 PM almost always <laughs> involved alcohol. So, right. I understand. I, I, I used to be like that. So I get it. So it's like how, do, so I, I almost have to like retrain my, 
like train my brain to to still be that fun person <laughs> that people are used to without uh without alcohol and then so i like i posted that video i have my whole tiktok turned into a support group like it's <laughs> thousand people who are sober saying giving me all this amazing advice so i highly recommend another sh- the only way reason i did this is so i could plug my tiktok highly recommend everybody <laughs> but everybody i mean because you're getting you're getting information from people who were ex addicts who figured mm-hmm. out a way to live to to live a sober life that's still fun. The the main misconception that I had is that life couldn't be fun without without alcohol. And also, like um, when you go on on crazy weekends with your friends to Tahoe or to Arizona, like how can you make those weekends fun without drugs and alcohol? I, I, I still I still don't know. <laughs> I can I can I can help you with that one. Okay. okay, so this is this is how I view it, right? If you wanna try to have fun sober, I, I used to not like I used to have the same question as you. I didn't know how either. I loved drinking and just doing crazy shit with my friends. It's who you're hanging out with. If right. if you're hanging out with people that just want to do that, you're not going to have fun sober. Guess what? Why? Because they're probably not going to be sober and you don't want to be the only one sober because mm. that's weird. That makes you feel weird. It- but if you find a group of people that are really actually fun people and like like to do activities and go, go out. I mean, having a drink once in a while is absolutely fine. You can right. go you can go on vacation. When you go on vacation, go for it. Go nuts and have a drink. It's fine. But like it's just who you surround yourself with. And if you find people that enjoy activities, whether it's like me for you, it's like making music. Maybe you just find a group of people that like mm. want to have a jam session. You all bring right. your instruments. And you, that's how you have fun. Right. Like, and I've just learned to surround myself with people who don't really care to drink that much anymore. Right. Just this weekend, just, I came back from San Diego today. I went to go visit my friend. Cause she, she's a, she does eyelashes. Right. So she did my lashes and I went over there to take pictures for her website. And mm. she's one of my closest friends since I was a kid, her roommate, as soon as I got walked in, her roommate really likes to drink. And he was like, Jackie Hollywood's here. We're going to drink or what? Oh, like God. Saturday. And they, and, and he, he knows me as the Jackie that, that used to drink like, yeah. Right. Right. So, right. The, the Jackie who's uh, standing on top of bars doing tequila shots and, and making her mom <laughs> touching people's ever. nipples. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. M- making out with strangers. Yeah. I know that Jackie. I was that person. Yeah. And, and he, he just, he just assumed. Right. And he's like, are we, drinking or what and my answer was like yeah are you gonna make me a tea or something like and he just started laughing he's like you what you don't want to drink it's saturday and i was like honestly oh. i'm not here for that like i'm i'm here to just hang with my friend and get my eyelashes done and look pretty and yeah. wake up tomorrow and be fine and he was totally fine with it i didn't have Love a it. sip of anything i you know had a fun weekend with my friend and we just talked and gossiped and watched uh we watched the mind explained on netflix the psychedelics episode that we were talking about psychedelics for four hours wow that's that's what i that's what i was doing we weren't doing them we were just talking about yeah and it's like you could still the thing is if you could find a like the only reason I really drink is to just release my inhibitions and to do things that I didn't have the courage to do when I was sober, like dance in front of people, like yell, like go up and talk to a girl that I think is hot, you know, like that's why I drank. Um, and also to like, you know, laugh with friends and just talk shit. But if, if I could figure out a way to do those things and to still to get liquid courage without the liquid that's called alcohol to get liquid courage just from my own, like just from inside of me, then I don't need alcohol. And I don't think anybody really needs alcohol. Um, so, but another thing is like, 
another thing that scares me is we've talked about this is like alcohol. When I did this TikTok post, like I'm not saying that I just am, am cutting off alcohol and, and never touching the stuff again because I hate it. I'm saying like the main thing I want to do is just cut it down. And my original goal was to only drink when I really like deserve to drink or to only drink when to celebrate when you celebrate special occasions. That's when yeah. I yeah, that's when I think it's cool. So like but now I got all these people on TikTok supporting me saying, stay sober. You don't need alcohol. Alcohol is the <laughs> devil devil. So I don't want to like let down my new TikTok followers when I go to Arizona, because here's the thing. I'm going to Arizona for my friend's 30th birthday in uh, in February, and it's going to be really hard to not drink. And I feel like I feel like I just for that weekend, I'll maybe go all out and then <laughs> and then come back to L.A. and then and then. Re- but but the question is, is it going to reset? Am I going to drink that weekend, then come back to L.A. and then go back to drinking every single night and not getting anything done? And then like, you know, just texting overly sexual stuff to bumble and getting (laughs) on bumble and and then creeping out you know just like you know texting my co-workers uh you know outside the pants dick pics and then saying (laughs) that was for the wrong co-worker and all the co-workers start their own group chat like look at the dick pic e-money sent me last night (laughs) haha i'm that was a lie none of that happens but like it's an (laughs) exaggeration it's 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 some of the the stupid shit you do when you're drunk it's like am i gonna fall back into that after i spend a weekend of drinking with the boys in arizona that's that's the question well the answer the answer to that is is coming from you like uh, i can (laughs) sit here and say nah you're not gonna fall the answer is literally coming from you so i for me personally my my opinion on the whole situation is like if i went to if i went somewhere for my friend's 30th birthday i barely drink anymore i would go i would have fun i would celebrate it's a it's an occasion and then i'd come back and just live my normal life again but it's it's all about you and your decisions the fact that you posted that on tiktok and you're getting lots of um love and comments and support is really mm-hmm. cool because when when you post something when you make something public for the world like i'm going to lose weight or i'm going to be sober or i'm going to mm-hmm. do this you are now held accountable by people you know and by strangers so right. now you feel like you don't want to let anyone down yeah. and you want to be good but at the same time i i don't know i don't know well enough but i don't think you have an you know i don't think you're an alcoholic i don't think you have an alcohol no. addiction i think you just enjoy it right you enjoy it for reasons that you enjoy and so i think doing it in moderation is absolutely fine you don't have to be sober for the rest of your life unless you really want to but I think you can go have fun at your the, your friend's birthday. And then you come back and you say to yourself, like, all right, I'm back on my sort of diet, my my right. no alcohol diet. Right. And the only person that's going to keep doing that is you. Like, you mm. have to tell yourself that that's what you're going to do. Right. And if you want to be held accountable, you go on TikTok at your friend's party, right? Show yourself drinking and then say, when I get back, I'm going to stop. And then everyone will comment and then you'll have to stop because you don't want to let anyone down it's it's weird being drinking drinking every night it's the same exact cycle when um you know i'll get off work start drinking around 7 8 p.m and then tell myself because every every day after work i want to get something done i want to either work on a song i want to maybe clean my room maybe you know write some jokes whatever it's like i feel like i have to get something done i tell myself okay i'm going to have a few uh white claws a few cores lights whatever um you know and then and then once i start feeling pretty good that's when i'll write some jokes write some music it's going to be great it's the opposite i end up getting drunk and getting nothing done 
and it's the same. But then I, for some reason, I tell myself I get, I got something done or I accomplished something when really I didn't accomplish anything at all. I really just sat in my room, FaceTime people, drunk texted people, <laughs> was debaucherous. Um, and, and then the next day, but like, it's just so weird how you tell yourself that you're getting shit done when you're really not getting anything done. And I didn't realize that until I got sober. <laughs> I act like I'm a fucking, I'm six days in and I'm just like preaching out here. <laughs> but like, I, I finally learned that, I finally learned what it means to actually get shit done. And now the coolest thing is when you actually are getting high off of your accomplishments. God, I sound like Gary V right now. What the fuck no, am that's, I? That's good though. Like you have when you say things like that and you you almost feel like a fraud for saying it, but it's yeah. but it's not. It's actually it's you're actually becoming like a better and more healthy person. And if you ever feel that if it's like 7 p.m. on a Tuesday and you feel like drinking seven white claws and you tell yourself it's gonna it's fine, you need to text me and let me know that you're about to do that. And then I'll I'll help you not I'll be like nah bro. Thank like, you. What, Give me a, I'll be like, give me a checklist of five things you want to do tonight. And you'll be like, write a song, do this, do this, do this. And I'll be like, do you think that you can accomplish that after five white claws? And you'll say right. no, and then you won't do it. So if you need, I'll, I'll be your sponsor, your, your AA sponsor. And <laughs> I, I would love it. Cause, um, well, that's another thing. Speaking of AA, all of these comments, it's like, I found my best friends in, let's go back to AA. The, the girl that I went on a date with last night, guess where she lived in LA? Freaking Bel Air. That's the first girl. I was like, are you sure a, like a broke guy in North Hollywood is like even allowed to go to Bel Air? That's like Fresh Prince. This is like one of the most, she's like, hi, you're funny. I just live in a one bedroom. I'm like, wait, you live alone in Bel Air? Who the hell are you? So I go to her house amazing neighborhood in the hills of bel-air i think bel-air just is the hills and she's got like a really cool uh a cool spot it's like quiet there i'm like god i feel like i'm living What's her job what does she do that's where i'm getting to so her job oh. <laughs> she is an assistant um she is an assistant to like some super rich lady who she met in aa meetings they they hit it off they wow. clicked so this lady who just liked her vibe met her through aa gave her a job as an assistant as her personal assistant it's not a very demanding job but she gets paid very well she basically hit the work jackpot like some jobs that people have i'm like wow you really got lucky with that didn't you you make that much money mm. and you do that little work that's what happened with her but she that's a relationship i mean we all know how important relationships are there are legit real sober relationships obviously that are that are cultivated in aa that end up not only being fruitful just because you have a friend who you can count on but also like fruitful business relationships which that one became so aa meetings seem like the move i think i'm just gonna join an aa meeting and just try to holler at the honeys there because there are a lot oh i mean my God. <laughs> could you imagine just being like a if i actually went back to drinking but i still was doing aa just to like hit on the girls that would be the most scumbag thing that's like a movie that's a movie right there and you know when you're in aa like when you're actually in it for for the reason for the reasons you're supposed to be in it they always say like you you cannot date um until oh. or they advise you not to date until you're until like a certain um time passes because if you start dating while you're in aa like that can completely spiral you because because you're now like in a in a relationship and i don't even mean with someone in aa i, I think in general like they just advise you to just mm -hmm. like be alone for a while until you're sober then you can date and it's like such a big um thing that they talk about in in those meetings that i i've heard right so right it's just, and it's it's a crazy thing and be, the, the coolest thing the most interesting thing about being sober is learning 
which friends really do want the best for you. Um, because I, I, all my friends, when I tell friends that I'm drinking less or I'm cutting out drinking, a lot of them have had different responses. Some of them have said, Oh dude, that's awesome. I, I won't drink around you. I, I'm happy for you. I'm still going to drink because I can't get my shit together. And, and drinking is the only, you know, but like, I'm not gonna, if you don't want me to bring it around you. And those are, you know, obviously my real friends, but then some friends are like, Oh, come on, bro. Really? You're not drinking. Just fucking take the shot with me and stop, dude. Just get back on it. And then they like pressure me. And then I, you know, I think I, I need to be more assert because I, I am a pushover. I need to tell people like, no, I'm serious. I don't want to drink with you. And if you continue to like pressure me into drinking, then you're not my real friend and fuck you, you know? So, um, I don't know. I, I, it's that, that's really, uh, but it's not a bad thing to like learn who your real friends are. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, no, it's frees a up great time. thing. The yeah. older you get, the more you realize your, your circle closes in right. and you only want to be around people that lift you up and make you a better person and make you feel good. And then you kind of want to get rid of anyone who's toxic. Even if you've known them for 20 years, it doesn't matter if they're not adding any value to your life. And they're right. just, they're just constantly like drinking or doing drugs or, or getting into bad shit or just being lazy, playing video games all oh, day and, and doing nothing. It's like, it, it doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means uh -huh. they're not right for you because you want to go ahead in life and right. yeah, it's something that I'm I'm still processing and still learning because I still have friends right now who I am not as close with now but they're mm. still in my life and they right. they exhibit some toxic behaviors and oh, I've just myself from them a mm. little bit because I'm like I don't it's not serving me any purpose mm. but um I'm, I'm really nice. So like, I'll, I'll always answer a text and I'll always answer a call if someone needs me, but I, yeah. I try to just be a little bit less available for, for people like that. Yeah. And, and, and it is hard when those people who you, you say you, you, you have to distance yourself from them because they're not, um, they're not, they're hurting you more than helping you being in their life. But like, they don't know that they view you as someone who just helps them. Maybe you're their positive influence and they love being around you because it's some sense of normalcy. I don't know what it is, but when those people reach out to try to hang out, I still haven't figured out how to tell them no, because like just ignoring them is bad saying, sorry, man, I'm too busy, but then they're going to see me on Instagram posting just me alone in my room. So I'm obviously, you know, I have enough time to just go on stupid rants in my room alone talking about how I'm bored. But then I told him, Hey man, I'm too busy. So like, do you just flat out tell these people, you know, dude, I don't want you in my life. That's horrible. I can't do that. <laughs> so it's like, what do you do? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's hard to tell someone like, I don't want to be around you anymore. Like that's oh especially, if, especially if they're actually like a good person deep down, like you, and you know that they're a good person, but it, that's why for me, it's kind of like the dating thing we talked about where you, instead of ghosting, you slow fade. I do that with oh. people like that because I don't want to just say like, you're a bad person, you're toxic and I don't want to be around you because that's, that's yeah. really me. But I also like just make like I said make myself a little bit less available to those people like mm -hmm. if they really need me and I could see that they're struggling I will still be there and I'll still like answer a phone call if, if one of my friends is crying and going through a crisis but um I won't be there like every single day now I won't be there every time I'll just I'll, I'll try to help a little bit here and there but it's draining sometimes and I don't have enough energy in my in my bank in my in my tank to right. like I have my own shit. You know oh what my I mean? god! I got, and and the I thing got my is, own issues. 
And like, I, I, people think I have a per, per, cause I'm over here preaching about all this stuff. Like as if I'm, as if I'm Gandhi and I know I've, I've figured it all out, but I got my own stresses. And all my own do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and like, I feel like you're like the strong friend of the group who people don't check on because they just assume always has her shit together and is always killing it mm -hmm. and doing fine. But so a lot of times it's the opposite. A lot of times the strongest friends are the ones who need the most help because they spend so much. I feel like I spend so much of my time, you know, like listening to other people, other people's problems and like giving advice. And I'm like, dude, when, when do I get to spill out? my? Yeah. Shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to ask those same people to help you out. Cause you feel bad. Cause they're going through something that's right. so bad. I, I rarely get asked by those people how I'm doing. It's always me asking them how they're doing. And it, then it's like, that's not really uh, an equal relationship. Right. And even in whether it's a friend relationship or like a romantic relationship, both people need to always like take care of themselves and ask each other how they are or else it's just not going to work. It'll be very one-sided. Yeah. And I just, I just hate people. I hate when people like make you feel guilty for not for what you decide to do with your time like this is my life like if somebody sees me alone like spend an entire day alone in my room hanging out with nobody well when i told that person that i didn't want to hang out with them and then he then then they guilt trip me it's like oh so you just you would rather just be alone in your room than hang out with me um fuck yes i would rather be alone than hang out with most people i love being right. alone so and if and if people can't understand that and they people like think i'm doing that just to diss them and because i don't like them no it's not that i don't like you you're not special. I just don't like most people. I, I need a lot of time to recharge before I'm ready to really socialize. And then sometimes, you know, you go three months without wanting to hang out with people and that's fine too, right? Like it's yeah, normal it to is. be depressed, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's normal to want alone time. I, I feel like I actually like when I went to San Diego yesterday, I really felt like I needed to recharge my batteries. And like the one friend that I went to go see, she always does that for me. And we do that for each other. And she's like the most positive, uplifting, wonderful friend. And, and like, I, I felt like deep down that I was getting to the point where like, I was just kind of like low on energy and I was just kind of feeling, um, I don't know, like a bit sad. And, and I just needed to see a friend and I went there and, I feel like my batteries have recharged, but then now for like the next couple months, like I'm pretty sure I don't really need to hang out with anybody with this pandemic yeah. situation. It's made us all kind of like hermits and just totally like wanting to not wanting to be alone, but it just, we just are now. So it's almost weird to go hang out with somebody. I mean, I was having a conversation with my sister and she, you know, Berkeley graduate, smartest lady I know. We got to get her on the podcast one day. I mean, this 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 yeah. girl. I'm so lucky. A lot of you know, there's you have people in your life who are just so smart and just say wise shit, and you're like, yeah. I am so lucky to have this person in my life. So that's kind of like what my sister is. And I was talking to her, and she was like, This pandemic made me realize that most people that were in my life before the pandemic, I really didn't need or want in my life yeah. my life is way better without them and that's wow. so um like there's that shirt that's going viral that everybody's wearing like after this pandemic I still want to be six feet from you that's really how I feel <laughs> about most people like basically if I didn't see you you because during the pandemic you only see people that you truly want to see you know, yeah, or else, people uh, that you trust too, like people yeah. that you trust and, and really enjoy their company. You're not going to just go out and see someone that you don't really miss or care for. Right. So if I, um, if I hung out with you during the pandemic, 
then that means that I probably am your real friend, unless you're a random stranger from the internet that I had a one that I had a one night stand with. Then I'm not <laughs> you're you're excluded from the conversation. But I'm talking about friends. If we didn't have sex and I hung out with you during the pandemic, then that means that we are you're you're my family. And and that just it was human nature, you know. And it's just it is sad though because like I mean you you probably feel it when you um. When you come back home to San Francisco, you know, you move to L.A., you come back home to San Francisco. And then when you come home, people expect you to hit them up and then people get mad like, oh, you you came home and you didn't even hit me up. But it's like, yeah, take I stopped telling people like I like, I'm going ha- actually back to San Francisco on Wednesday for just two days because for my dad's birthday, mm-hmm. I'm like not telling people that I'm there. Good. I mean, if I post if I post an Instagram story that I'm home, like, yeah, I might get a couple people say, Hey, what's up? But nowadays no one really is, is getting upset at not hanging out because of the pandemic. So it's, it's like, it's a good excuse. If I don't want to see somebody, I'll say, Oh man, like, I, I don't know who you, where you've been or who you've been around. Like it's not safe yet, you know? So it's an easy excuse. If I really want to see someone who I trust, who's been really good, then I, then I'll go see that person. But I think it's silly when people get mad at you for not hitting them up like you're not that special you're yeah. I don't have to see you every time I'm back like I'm specifically making a trip to hang out with my family like that's yeah. the purpose of this trip and if you don't like it then then oh I don't know you don't want right. to be a friend anyway <laughs> totally and it's what's cool um because you're in your early 30s I'm about to be 30 and like as, as you grow up you just learn it's not that you socialize it's not that you're lame is become lame. It's just that you get better at socializing and you're more like um, you value socializing more. Like, like in my early 20, 20, 21, 22, every single night I felt pressured to go out to a bar and socialize. Now, like in your, in your early thirties, you're just like, okay, all of the the money and the time and the energy, I'm going to save it for people to be for a social, for a social setting that I know is going to be really worth it. Like instead of like, for me, I would rather, instead of socializing, going out five days or maybe like say seven days, maybe 11 days in a month, I would rather go out two days in that month, but have it be like a weekend in a different city where we rent to Airbnb, have a hell of fun with people I want to be around. And we go out like that's the best socializing, I think, in the world is when you just like rent a house with your close homies and, and just really bond with each other, you know, as opposed to let's let's just go out and get drunk and. And, and do stupid shit it's just i mean i would so much rather watch a movie or like read about mushrooms See, you're growing the, up you're yeah you're <laughs> that's the that's those are the words of a sober man <laughs> i mean yeah it's just like the scene i mean the cool thing is the best thing about growing up is when you could be on instagram and you could see somebody at a club or dancing and it looks like they're having fun and they're doing the boomerang cheers you know that everybody does the fucking they're they're little cocktail boomerang like cheers to friday i used to i that i used to see that and say god what am i doing in my room i'm so lame now i look at that and i'm like you guys are it how much money did you spend on that dumbass drink i hope it was worth this shitty boomerang you know like i i just i i, I get i don't you don't get fomo anymore when you when you grow up which is a great a, a great you know a great thing right yeah no it, it is so true oh my god fomo is FOMO is such a weird, uh, for anyone that doesn't know what it is, I'm pretty sure everyone does, but fear of missing out. It's Mm -hmm. like you, 
the worst is when you um, make plans with like a group of friends or something, and then a different group of friends or a different person invites you to something that you'd rather do, but you've already committed to something. So you're out with your like more boring group. And then you see pictures of like the fun group doing something and you're like, oh man, I should have picked them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the real oh my God. <laughs> I know you're in your, in your 20s you have like you have like your you know friends that are less fun but you have you make better jokes with and like you have better banter with but also those aren't the friends that are like going to the cool places <laughs> and like those aren't the type of friends who you could bring around other people then you have like your like your true party friends who you're always getting into the cool parties with but you would never hang out with those people like alone. <laughs> you only hang out with those people because they could get you into cool parties. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of, uh, it's just weird when you, when you realize that, but this has been a really, this has been like our most uh, tame podcast <laughs> and I love it. I'm glad. And, and I all- like it too. Cause I feel like, I feel like every, every time that we talk, it's like whatever's on our mind or whatever's going on right. in the world, it doesn't have to be anything specific, which is, I think both of our styles. Cause there's, I'm sure there's podcasts out there that are very like planned out with bullet points of like what yeah. they're going to talk about. And we don't have that at all. I literally mm-hmm. went into this thinking, I don't know, we'll start talking about our weekend or whatever yeah. we did. And then we get into like these deep conversations and it something either sparks and like helps you or helps me or helps a re, uh, re- I was going to say a reader, a listener. Um, <laughs> like what is this like an audiobook? Yeah. Um, and I, I like that style. So, cause it's just like it, it, it's, yeah. Like you said, a therapy session in, mm-hmm. in, in a way we just, yeah. So it's cool. Um, do you have anything fun coming up this week or what are your, are you just going to be sober and stay home? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to be, it's, it's funny because when you stop drinking, you have to, the rush that you get from, from drinking, I need it. I I still, I still crave that rush. So I'm going to try to get that rush through making music and, um, you know, actually finishing songs because like, I mean, you've made music, you know, the best feeling in the world is like finishing a song, driving around LA, listening to your song, looking at these people saying, I am so goddamn cool. You guys, none of you guys can make a song like I just made. And then you put it out on the internet and nobody gives a shit. And then the cycle repeats, but still that moment of driving around, listen, you know, listening to your finished song, it's just, that's a euphoric feeling I can't really explain. So I'm just chasing that, you know, I want to No, it's, it's good. It's good. I, I actually, on my way to San Diego, I played the, the song that I, um, just made. It's not like a mixed and mastered yet, but it's Mm -hmm. like basically like a a finished draft. And I was listening to it in the car just by myself. I, I replayed it twice just to like, make sure that it was a hundred percent kind of done, like before I did all that. And I felt so good and so accomplished like that's me i did that and totally it's 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 such a good feeling and it's like way better than just drinking and doing something stupid because now you're actually having fun and you're advancing and, your career or yeah. whatever so anytime you feel like drinking or doing something stupid just do that instead and you'll still get right. like the same good feel good feeling but you're not damaging your liver so totally. it's a win-win situation <laughs> totally it totally is well this has been Great podcast. And I really do think, um, you know, I think people are going to hear this and 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 it's going to help them. I think we're going to get just a bunch of messages from people saying I cried listening to this podcast. And honestly, <laughs> that what you what you shared 
about taking how taking mushrooms and acid cured your your biggest the biggest health problem um like the crazy headaches i mean that is yeah. uh that that's something that i'm still kind of in shock about and i i really hope that other people um who are listening who are going through the same thing they just start tripping if you need someone to take mushrooms <laughs> or acid with i am very fun so hit me up. <laughs> let's take some shrooms together and let's cure your headaches at the I same can be time. the shaman. I'll just like, I'll just kind of be there to like facilitate because I, I feel like I, I can be a calming presence if anyone's worried. Oh my and, God. And you be would be a fun person to, to trip with who like just is like the mom of the group who just isn't actually on the psychedelics, but you're just like making sure people aren't yeah, I'll pass out like snacks and coloring books and like fun things. And I'll, I'll be like handling the playlist and yes. make sure everyone's comfortable. I, that's, that's definitely more of my style, my role than be, than being the one on it. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So pe like you said, people are going to either really love this and think it was so helpful and great, or they're going to, after 10 minutes, we haven't talked about ejaculating. They're going to be like, <laughs> oh, okay, this isn't working for me. Bye. So well, there's yeah. two types of people, right? So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it goes back to the same thing we said. If they, if they can't, if they don't like who I am sober, then they just don't like me. And you probably should stop listening to this podcast if you don't like me so i appreciate everybody who listened uh next week you know very soon we're gonna get the videos we're gonna make a video it's gonna turn into a video podcast and then we could really you know promote it on tiktok and get it out there it's just tough to promote something that's just audio you know people are so used to seeing video content so it's um the the, the promotion promoting it has been kind of a struggle but i'm really proud of what we've um i'm proud of you know how, how much chemistry we have. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, you know, we get to interview your boyfriend. We get to interview my ex-girlfriend. We get to interview my mom <laughs> one day. I mean, and then I really want to start using this, this podcast as a way to be matchmakers for other people. You know, I want to bring yeah, two see, strangers in. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll do that big, big stuff on the horizon. Uh, Jackie, thank you for, uh, for being you. And check out my TikTok and le show some love. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. We're all about TikTok. Now it's you promoting your TikTok. But yeah, right. um, we'll, you know, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Of course, um, still, even though we didn't really talk too much about dating and relationships, if you have any kind of crazy stories, it doesn't even have to be about dating and stuff. If you have a story about drugs or alcohol, if you have a story about really anything that you think is interesting, um, just DM our, our, our Instagram, delete your number podcast. Cause mm. if it's a topic that we find that we can talk about, we can talk about any subject. It could be anything in the world. So right. just yeah, hit us up. Um, if you have something you want us to share or, or give a, give advice on, um, if we're even qualified to do so, but yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> have a well great rest of your day stay sober until your friend's 30th if you can do so i'm gonna do it for um, sure i'm for sure gonna do it and i'm waiting for you thank you and if i uh, if i have the urge to drink i'm just gonna text you and um hopefully you can uh call me an idiot so yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk next weekend <laughs> we'll, we'll talk next weekend hope everybody has a great week this has been delete my number see you guys soon bye bye